What happened to music that meant something? Like the Who at the Kingdom or Kiss at the Coliseum. Where is the Misty Mountain Hop? Where is the is the smoke on the water? Where is the Iron Man of today? School's starting, the pools are closing, and there's a hint of a chill in the air. Ready or not, fall is around the corner. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. We send off summer with a playlist marking the changing of the seasons. And we'll review the latest album from indie singer-songwriter Angel Olsen. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. This is Sound Opinions, and Greg, you know, the Beach Boys famously sang, among other things, of having fun all summer long. Summer's ending, though. We're going to try not to kill the fun. Yeah, it is uh, it is sort of a bummer of a show in some ways, <laughs> but it's also a celebration because we're going to play some great music. But there is that moment, right? End of August, early September, we're starting to seep into the next season. The weather's getting a little chillier. The sun is going down sooner. We're starting to feel it in the air, yeah, Jim. Yeah. We, we need a soundtrack for that moment. It's got to be time to hibernate. You know, I've felt this way my whole life because on top of having to go back to school, first when I was in school and now that I'm teaching school, you know, my birthday always falls around Labor Day weekend. Yeah. And nobody cares, right? <laughs> Everybody's mourning. We're going to have this last barbecue. They're not celebrating. It, it's I, I've always kind of hated this time of year, but I'm going to make up the way I do with all things in life with great music. These are songs that we've chosen for you to have for your Labor Day uh, or end of summer barbecue. I don't care what period of life, what challenge, what dilemma, what time of the year you want to mention. Neil Young has a great timeless song about it. I think there are several end of summer songs in Neil Young's canon, but I'm going to choose one that that is sort of a left field pick, Sugar Mountain. He wrote this when he was only 19, recorded it in Victoria Hotel in Ontario, uh, one take. Uh, It's about his youth in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Oh, to live on Sugar Mountain with the Barkers and the colored balloons, right? Mm. But the carnival's ending. Summer is coming to a close. Why? You can't be 20 on Sugar Mountain even though you're thinking that you're leaving there too soon. Right? We, we move on. What's he doing? Is he going to school? Is he moving to Los Angeles to be part of Buffalo Springfield and then the great Neil Young? Is it just time to get out of that small town? Uh, that's what September, that's what the end of summer is about. Transition. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is a dramatic one. And Sugar Mountain's just a, one of my favorite songs ever. Here's Neil Young on Sound Opinions. Oh, to live on Sugar Mountain with the barkers and the colored balloons You can't be twenty on Sugar Mountain Though you're thinking that you're leaving there too soon You're leaving there too soon It's so noisy at the fair, but all your friends are there. And the candy floss you had, and your mother and your dad. Oh, to live on 
sugar mountain With the barkers and the colored balloons You can't be twenty on sugar mountain Though you're thinking that you're leaving there too soon You're leaving there too soon down the aisle for oh, to turn and see her smile you can hear the words she wrote as you read a hidden note oh to live on sugar mountain with the barkers and the colored balloons you can't be twenty on sugar mountain Sugar Mountain by Neil Young, my first pick for a great song about the end of summer. Really, it seems to be about the end of many things in life. He's moving forward. He's asking questions. Greg, I'm eager to hear your pick. Jim, great choice with uh, Neil. And uh, the song I'm going to play next, to me, is the quintessential song about this transition from summer into autumn. Uh, September Song, a song that has been recorded countless times. It was written by Kurt Weill, the lyrics by Maxwell Anderson, originally from the 30s. Uh, Sinatra liked it so much he recorded it no less than three times. It yeah. was a big favorite of that whole Rat Pack crowd. Uh, and then, you know, you go from Sinatra recording it three times to Lou Reed recording it twice. Yeah. So that it runs the gamut. Bing Crosby recorded it. Uh, Nat King Cole, Jimmy Durante, Brian Ferry... Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughan, all these great singers. Lindsey Buckingham of Fleetwood Mac on his first solo record. Robert Wyatt, one of your favorites, the mm-hmm. guy from uh, mm-hmm. Soft Machine. Uh, this is one of those songs that has endured many incarnations, many in- interpretations. It is condensing a person's life to the months of the year. The lifespan from birth to death can be lived out on that calendar of a single calendar year. And you know what September means? You're starting to wind down. You're coming near the end of your life. And basically the song is saying, there's no time to lose, kid. You know, we're either (laughs) falling in love or we're not. Very melancholy song and a very uh, poignant song about looking at mortality uh, through the lens of these seasonal changes. I think the most fascinating and most out there version of this song though was recorded by James Brown not anywhere near the version that Sinatra did or even Lou Reed or Ella or all these great singers James Brown is of course he did everything did it his own way this was a unique album in James Brown's discography which is immense 1970 album called Soul on Top in which he did a lot of big band arrangements of standards and he was the backing band was major. It wasn't his typical touring band. It was the Louis Belson Big Band mm. with arrangements by Oliver Nelson, the great uh, jazz musician. So this was a serious attempt by James Brown to sort of you know recalibrate uh, his approach. And he 
created this knockout version of September Song, very different, as I said, from all these other interpretations. James Brown with September Song on Sound Opinions. Oh, it's a long time From May to December But the day's going short Can't you kind of When you reach September When the autumn weather Turn Get hot James Brown with September Song on Sound Opinions. The leaves are turning brown, Jim. The darkness is overtaking the light. That that song sort of uh, digs it out for you. Well, we're two songs into our ideal playlist for that end-of-summer barbecue, and uh, we have not hit upon one of the major themes. I think nine out of ten great end-of-summer songs are simultaneously about the end of a relationship. The leaves are dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the relationship is dying. I'm going to play one of those now. Death Cab for Cutie, Summer Skin. You know, not for nothing were they considered. I think they always rejected the title, but but not for nothing were they considered, uh, you know, an emo band. All right. Mm-hmm. Always wore their hearts on their sleeve. I think it was always fall and a chill in the air for Ben Gibbard and his bandmates yeah. in, in, in Death Cab for I mean, can you, you know, it's like, again, these are guys you could never imagine in shorts right. on the beach, right? <laughs> but this song is really poetic and poignant. Squeaky swings and tall grass, the longest shadows ever cast, the water's warm and children swim, and we frolicked about in our summer skin. But then, I don't recall a single care, just greenery and humid air. Then Labor Day came and went, and we shed what was left of our summer skin. Wow, something about that kind of martial drum beat, and that we, you know, we shed what was left. We left our love in our summer skin. This is something we wore, you know, uh, like sunscreen uh, all through the warm months <laughs> when, when it was fun, and now it's dead. It's gone. It's it's farewell. Here's Death Camp for Cutie, Summer Skin on Sound Opinions. Squeaky swings and 
Summer Skin by Death Cab for Cutie. If that doesn't send chills up and down your spine, I don't know what would, Greg. Good stuff, Jim, with Death Cab. And uh, this next song I uh, was reminded of, uh, we did an interview with the great producer Giorgio Moroder on Sound Opinions a while back. And some of the very underrated work that he did, uh, in particular with Donna Summer in the 70s. You know, people know the big songs, but there was also concept albums that were being created in the midst of all this. Very ambitious work uh, with Donna Summer, and uh, the album in particular that I love from that era, Four Seasons of Love, Mm. you know, came immediately to mind when we started thinking about these seasonal changes and what they mean. This particular album, four major tracks on this record, one for each season, and then a a sense of uh, tracing a love affair. You know, so apt that you said that a lot of uh, these songs seem to be also about a relationship ending. Uh, That was very much the case with this Donna Summer record. A relationship blooms, it flowers in summer, Mm -hmm. then something happens and it starts to fall apart until the winter finally arrives in the last track. Buries it under six feet of snow. Yeah, so in in this particular track, Autumn Changes, this is um, a disco number, but it is not your typical BPM celebratory disco number. This is a slower track. This is a radical uh, piece of music for this particular era. It charted number one on the disco charts, but it was not your typical disco song. Something Inside Seems to Be Dying, Donna Summer is singing Mm. on this song, and the music uh, telegraphs that as well. Donna Summer with Autumn Changes on Sound Opinions. 
Donna Summer not singing about summer in that particular song, Jim, with Autumn Changes on Sound Opinions. Good one, Greg. After break, we'll hear some more picks for our end-of-summer jams, including some from our listeners. And we'll review the new album from Angel Olsen. That's in a minute on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Summer, 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 slowly turned into fall. Me and my baby doll never went to the beach. Summer, summer, summer was a place we could run. On the sand with the sun, always just out of reach. Summer, summer, summer's marching to a different drama scene. Summer, summer, summer's gonna turn into fall. Back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim Deergottis. My partner is Greg Cott. And we are marking the coming of fall, making the best of the end of summer with a playlist of wonderful end of summer songs. Now, before you get a little more from us, let's hear some picks from our listeners. Let's welcome Laura all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Laura, it's such an honor to talk to you. Thank you for being on the show. And, You're welcome. And the reason I say it's an honor, it's ridiculously early in the morning there in Australia yeah. right now. What time is it? Yes, it's 4.15 a.m. Wow. We're doing a show about great songs about end of summer. Yeah, yeah. And yet yeah. it's end of winter there for you right now. Yeah, the winter has ended and today is the first day of spring. So the day that you're talking about is going to happen for me, but not for a while yet. <laughs> when uh, you get past spring and summer down under and, and it's the end of summer, what is your perfect song for that season? Well, the perfect song that I, I thought of or came to my mind straight away was The Boys of Summer by Don Henley. That is a classic. What, yes. uh, what in particular about that song do you love? Well, the lyrics obviously talking about something that's past and it happened in, in summer, and so you would think that it's the end of summer or the end of a summer at some stage. And um, just the, the general uh, sound of the, of the song, even the start of the song, there's like a whining in the guitar that is someone's sad, they're yearning for something that's gone. And I mean the video as well. I remember the video because I was this was when I was a teenager, so we watched a lot of MTV. And um, the video was about a guy remembering a moment in summer when he had a love, and and that was gone. And so when I hear that song, I immediately think of the end of summer. Nobody on the road. Nobody. On-
man. You know, so so Laura, I, I love you to pieces. I really do. You're up at four in the morning. You're wonderfully coherent. I, I would say poetic. That was a beautiful description. That's one of the worst songs ever, right? I mean, that, that is such a horrible drum sound from a drummer, right? You know, I mean. It was the, the, the 80s, man. They that, couldn't help it themselves. 80s. It was synthesized. It had to be synthesized. Absolutely. That syndrome sound. If I was from anywhere else in the world, this is everything I would hate about All right, about Laura, America. this is one thing, you know, Jim has got totally wrong. We agree. We're not big Eagles fans, and that may be part of this, and not particularly Don Henley fans, but I do love that song, and I think you nailed it for me in terms of why It was a moment in time. It was a moment in time, so you can't argue with that. You had to be there. It was a moment in time. There was Miami Vice. There was all that stuff, so, you know. (laughs) That was a really nice description. Thanks for calling in. thank you. No worries. Thanks, guys. Let's say hi to Todd. Uh, You're from Logan Square. You're from Chicago, but you're on vacation right now. Is that right? Yeah, I'm on the other side of the lake right now in a little town called Coloma, Michigan, with uh, a couple of friends. We're running a beach house and enjoying the uh, last week of summer. Oh, yeah, I was going to say you're hanging on to that last week of summer <laughs> with uh, with both hands. Savoring um, exactly. every minute. So what, what's your yeah, soundtrack? What are you playing along the shores of Lake Michigan? <laughs> well, there's yeah, a lot, a lot of thought went into the soundtrack. We're all huge uh, music fans and definitely fans of your show. But uh, I think the one song... You know, that I'm uh, talking to you guys about today is a song called Summer It's Gone by Granddaddy. Uh, it's from their last album, or what was supposed to be their last album, Just Like the Family Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan of the song just because it's kind of a, a melancholy kind of goodbye to summer. Uh, on its surface, there's just a lot about lyrics about the uncertainty of what lies ahead in winter and things like that. But um, I think it's also kind of a goodbye for Jason Lytle because I knew this was going to be, he knew this was going to be the last Granddaddy album. And there's some, you know, kind of parts of it uh, where he talks about, un- un- you know, unsureness of what's next in his life and what, it, what, what the future holds for him. Well, this is such a great pick, Dodd, that both Greg and I instantly said, oh, we, we, we should have done that one. Right? So- I can see it now. I can see the picture now. Todd and his little group on the on the shores of Lake Michigan. They got a little bonfire going, and, and yep. you know, just oh, yeah. around midnight, there's just a little chill in the air, and you go, yeah. "Uh oh, summer is gone." It's starting to turn. Yep. Fantastic pick, Todd. Thanks so much for calling in. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, guys. And we want to hear some more suggestions for songs that signify the end of summer to you. Give us your picks at 888-859-1800, or find us on Twitter and Facebook. Now let's get back to our picks. Uh, Greg, I'm going to do uh, another classic, okay? It's right up there with Sugar Mountain. First song I thought about. You know, Maggie May, it's late September, and I really should be back at school. Um, when you look at this immortal song by Rod Stewart from 1971, his Every Picture Tells a Story record, the melody is timeless. The theme is is wonderful. Apparently he uh, rewrote a, a long-standing Liverpudlian folk song about a prostitute, the young guy having an affair with an older woman. So it's got that, you know, it's got that May-December thing. It's got that end-of-summer thing. It's got the the mismatched pair thing. 
Rod, you know, Rod the Mod, is kind of a pig. He really is. You know, he's he's lecturing Maggie uh, about, uh, you know, I know I keep you amused, but I feel like I'm being used. Mm. I was like, I, I, you know, I'd like to hear this song from Maggie's perspective, all right? <laughs> she seems to have given you quite a bit, young, young man. And uh, But anyway, the point is, once again, a relationship is ending. Uh, someone is at odds with with being forced to grow up. It's time for me to move on. You know, school standing for everything else that follows in life. Recorded amazingly in one take. And it's it's just a timeless classic. Rod Stewart, Maggie May on Sound Opinions. Stewart, Maggie May. I, you know, it could also be about you and me, Greg. I laughed at all of your jokes. <laughs> My love, you didn't need to coax. Good old Rod. I'm telling you. You know, I somehow just can't picture Rod ever going to school. You know, you when know? Rod was Rod, he was as good as it got. But he hasn't been Rod in like a cent- well, half a century true, now. What, what a great record that was. Um, you know, this next track, Jim, uh, I, I, when I hit upon this particular track, it, you know, people, when they when you hear Weekend now, you think of Abel Tesfe and the R&B artist. But this mm-hmm. is uh, Weekend, as in a San Francisco trio uh, that put out a really great record that was somewhat overlooked in 2010 called Sports. And it had, to me, one of the quintessential end-of-summer songs. But... Unlike most of the material we're playing, which talks about this transition in somewhat melancholy terms, this song is actually saying, thank God that's over. That's, that's how I feel. I'm I moving hate on. sand, I hate sun, <laughs> yeah. I hate sweating. Yeah. It's called Coma Summer. And apparently the gist of the song is that the uh, narrator has spent his entire summer in a coma, seeing these horrible visions. You know, I saw a bride, I saw a ghost waking up, regretted most. I saw a skeleton and golden rings. You know, it, he, he's waking up to his lover coming to him, 
and and saying that, that that's all over now. You know, it, he's almost happy about it. Uh, so the song is this. The other thing that's interesting about this song is that instead of sort of an atmospheric, melancholy kind of tone, it is charging, rampaging. It, it almost has a shoegaze type of vibe in the guitars and in the vocals, and those uh, charging drums give it a feeling of energy. So it, it, it in some ways stands the whole conceit on its head, saying, I'm looking forward to the fall because, thank God, the summer <laughs> is finally over. It's called Coma Summer from Weekend on Sound Opinions. That is Weekend with a song called Coma Summer on Sound Opinions, one of my favorite end-of-summer songs. After a short break, we'll have our final picks for end-of-summer songs and a few more selections from our listeners. Then we're going to share our thoughts on the record from Asheville-based singer-songwriter Angel Olsen. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. The night runs away with the day Curtains fall, fashions fade, an endless summer over. Another tad to launch an autumn moon over the dunes. 
Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim DeRigatis. This week we're making a playlist of songs for the end of summer. But before we reveal our final picks, let's talk with more of our listeners. Let's say hello to Pat from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hey, Pat, welcome to Sound Opinions. How's it going? All right, we are talking about great end of summer song uh, songs. A sad time, but but for great music. Have you got a pick? Yes, uh, the one when I first uh, heard you guys ask for this, I immediately thought of this song. It's called Indian Summer. Beat happening, um, hugely influential in that period, just before alternative rock broke. It's like a it, it evokes a specific kind of summer, end of summer, and for me, it's that summer where. You're, as a youth, you're kind of exploring uh, adult uh, activities, um, and but it's still during that time when summers actually mean something. You're, you actually have freedom, whereas when you're an adult, you're probably still working. And and so you know some of the lines like, um, you know, motorbike to cemetery, picnic on wild berries, French toast and with molasses, croquet and baked Alaskas. Mm. That kind of evokes those, you know, free freewheeling kind of youthful days of summer, you know? Breakfast in cemetery Boy tasting wild cherry Touch girl apple blossom Just a boy playing possum We'll come back for Indian summer We'll come back for Indian summer We'll come back for Indian summer Oh, the dulcet tones of Calvin Johnson and Beat Happening on Indian Summer. And did summer still have the same uh, resonance, Pat, in a place like New Mexico, where the sun shines all the time? Well, it's. Uh, I used to live in Las Vegas, Nevada, and it was even worse there. So <laughs> yeah. you're right. You're right. Summer has less of a meaning when you kind of have less of that definition of season. I'm telling you, when and, summer ends in Chicago, you know you're three, you know, three feet of snow or just around the corner. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for being our guest, Pat, on Sound Opinions. Yeah, thanks a lot. Let's welcome Nathan uh, to the show. Uh, Nathan, you've got a pick for us on the uh, best end of summer song? Yeah, what I my favorite end of summer song is Summer's Kiss by the Afghan Wigs off of uh, Black Love. Yeah, I'm a big Wigs <laughs> fan. This is a great song. So tell us why you love it. Um, you know, I think a big part of it is where it comes in the album. It comes after like seven or eight really kind of dark, claustrophobic songs. And it's, you know, it starts kind of slowly with a real uh, slow build, expansive sound to it as the drums fill in. And when he hits and he hits with that first line, you know, and I, I mean, I know it's a little on the nose, but, you, you know, he says Summer's Kiss is over, baby, in that Greg Dully way. And he puts baby after every other line. It just, it really, I, I think he really captures the feel that he set out to that off the head.
Now, Summer's Kiss is over, baby. Greg Dooley. It's almost like he's celebrating it, right? Because Dooley is not a summer kind of guy. I mean, can you picture him in, like, Madras shorts, you know, on, on, a, on, a, on a raft I don't think he's ever worn shorts in his life. When you talk about that song and that desperation in his voice, what are you hearing when he's singing it in that way? Because a lot of the songs that we associate with End of Summer are kind of mellow, and there's sort of a, a melancholy feel about them. That is the complete opposite, right, Nathan? I, I, I hear the melancholy. There's a little, like, nostalgia to it where, you know, mm-hmm. there's a, a line later where he says, you know, let's lay down in the cool grass and watch that summer fade. I think I, I, I never thought of it the way you guys are talking about where he's excited that it's over because he's he wants to wear a lot of jackets and look real cool at night. <laughs> um, now, now i got to rethink how I'm thinking about this. <laughs> I, I, it reminds me of like the sun going down at, on the park at like Riot Fest or something like the last warm day of summer. Yeah, and it's like you know you're excited because you know the sun's going down again. You you know night's about to start and you're gonna you're gonna party with Greg Dolly. All right, good pick, Nathan. Really fun stuff. Thanks for calling in. All right, thanks to you too. Keep it up, Greg. It's always great to hear from our listeners. Uh, uh, but we've got one more pick each. I'm looking forward to doing mine. I saved the best for last. Uh, I'm going to be even weirder in this pick than you were in that song about the coma summer, all right? Because that was pretty strange. But I think Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood were even stranger way back in 1967. You know, uh, Nancy and Lee, uh, an immortal duo, I think, uh, mismatched, unlikely, the brute and the beauty, uh, both in terms of songwriting and voice and everything they did musically. The, you know, the only other thing you can compare it to is Serge Gainsbourg and Jane Birkin, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, so many wonderful, strange, bizarre, unsettling songs, some Velvet Morning, an immortal classic, but almost as weird is Summer Wine. So, originally Hazelwood writes this song, 66, comes out, it's first recorded, but then he does it again with Nancy Sinatra, and it becomes really well-known in 67. What is this about? I'm not sure. I've been listening to it forever. Uh, I think that this woman, you know, uh, seduces a man with silver spurs with some sort of mysterious brew. Let me repeat. 1967, mm-hmm. okay, all right, Summer of Love, Psychedelia, you know, whatever she does, drugs him with, uh, you know, it's supposed to be only cherry wine, but strawberries and cherries, I, I don't know. Um, he wakes up, his spurs are gone. She has stolen his <laughs> silver spurs, and, uh, uh, you know, but he finds himself, he wants more of that summer wine. He doesn't <laughs> care that he's been ripped off, he's been had, right? He found love, he lost love, it was worth it. Um I think there are so many metaphors about the change of season and loving and losing and uh, and feeling vaguely ripped off, but also kind of light. I mean, it's just a what a bizarro. So I, you know, I love Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood. Summer wine on Sound Opinions. Strawberries, cherries, and an angel's kiss in spring. My summer wine is really made from all these things. I walked in town on silver spurs the jingle too A song that I had only sang to just a few She saw my silver spurs and said let's pass some time And I will give to you 
summer wine Ooh, summer wine Strawberries, cherries and an angel's kiss in spring My summer wine is really made from all these things Take off your silver spurs and help me pass the time And I will give to you summer wine Oh, summer Tried to get up, but I couldn't find my feet. She reassured me with an unfamiliar line, and then she gave to me more summer wine. Oh, summer wine. Oh. Summer Wine, Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood. That's, what they say. That's how we say it. I love it. I just love that. My final song, Jim, is uh, appropriate. It is called The Last Good Day of the Year uh, by a group called Cousteau out of London. Uh, they had a bunch of success internationally, but they're basically known for only one song in North America, and that's this one. And it's a good one. The main guy in the band was named Davey Raymore, and uh, He's the composer, the engineer, the producer, vocalist. He plays the beautiful flugelhorn part on this song, this very melancholy Chet Bakerish kind can't of get part enough on this song. I love flugelhorn. And, uh, you know, the, the song talks exactly about our theme. It nails it very well. This whole idea of summer being an illusion is just a tease. It's only here for a few months. And these guys being from London, they know about yeah. gray endings to their summers, you know? Suddenly there's that chill in the air, and it's not only chill in the air, but it's raining, and it's miserable. Mm. And you're seeing this all coming to an end just like that. That's the way the summer ends when you're in the U.K. uh, on the coast. Uh, Cousteau with the last good day of the year on Sound Opinions. Don't tell me That you get sick of living When the summer's so forgiving Although we have stolen All of the things that we thought we had on there Have disappeared All these things in flavor Won't do you no favors When the summer's light is fragrant with scents of returning You relent, you resent, now you're burning For nothing to change There's something
My final pick for uh, a great end of summer song, Cousteau, the last good day of the year on Sound Opinions. That wraps up our discussion on end of summer songs, but we want to hear from you. What song always signifies that summer is over? Call our hotline at 888-859-1800 or send us a message on Facebook or Twitter. listening to Sound Opinions, and that is a little bit of a song called Shut Up, Kiss Me by Angel Olsen from her fourth album, My Woman. Angel's been a guest on Sound Opinions in the past. Greg, uh, a fascinating story. She is a wanderer. She is a seeker. Raised primarily in St. Louis, Missouri, currently lives in Asheville, North Carolina, did some time in Chicago in between. First came to prominence on the indie rock scene as basically a backing singer for Bonnie Prince Billy, uh, you know, Will Oldham. Started a prolific solo career. First full album got a lot of attention, got her signed uh, from her own label, which she called Bathetic, to Jag Jaguar. Burn your fire for no witness. Uh, An extraordinary record got her a lot of attention. In the past, she'd been in punk rock bands. She'd gone to Christian rock shows. She had experienced a lot of different music, as well as kind of rootsy underground indie rock. But the sound she introduced was all her own. That's grown subsequently as she added a full band, more musicians, and now comes the ambitious fourth album. A lot of attention being granted to My Woman, uh, an unusual producer. She turned to the pop world for a guy named Justin Raisin, although it's certainly not mainstream pop. We'll talk about what it is and give our opinions on the new music from Angel Olsen in a moment. First, we're going to play you a song. This is Not Gonna Kill Ya by Angel Olsen from My Woman on Sound Opinions. My watch is
That is not going to kill you from Angel Olsen's new record, My Woman. Uh, Jim, you mentioned the choice of producer Justin Raisin. That might have raised a few red flags for somebody who was coming up in the indie rock world. Uh, but she wasn't going for Pop Sheen. She was going for somebody who could sort of bring out some of the drama that has always been in her music. Uh, that song we just played, uh, Not Gonna Kill You, you know, almost like a goth tune. You know, yeah, it has some yeah. of that menace in it. You know, the, the distorted guitar solo in there. Shut Up, Kiss Me. Uh, a great single uh, that was released ahead of this album. It reminds me of a glam rock song. Mm-hmm. These are moves I hadn't heard from her in the past. So I, I feel like it's her boldest uh, record by far. A very good sign of growth. The album's like two halves. You get these punchy tracks in the first half, and then the second half she goes moodier, longer. There's a couple of tracks that are more than seven minutes in length. This is where the album really starts to uh, become a powerful document to me. You know, there's that line in there in Woman... I dare you to understand what makes me a woman. I dare you to understand what makes me what makes me These relationships, she's saying how they are defined a lot by how we see ourselves and how we see that other person, and those things can get distorted. And that's why relationships get distorted and are so complicated. At the end, when she's singing that track, Pop, she scales everything down to just her voice and her piano, and I thought it was sort of odd at first how her voice was so overmodulated. You can go home, you got what you It's almost like inside your head when she's singing. And I'm thinking, I had this vision of Dean Stockwell in Blue Eye Shadow singing on a David Lynch movie. It was oh, like one man. of those kind of eerie visions. I love the fact that this album disconcerts me in that way. It, it and, is. And, and she is really pushing out in terms of her sound and what she can do with it and making those lyrics that have always been, as you said, very complicated and edgy, uh, bringing them more to the forefront. So it's a buy it record for me. It is a buy it record, Greg. Uh, she is an unsettling artist. Uh, we we welcome that, right? Mm-hmm. It, to feel emotions where we're ambivalent or, or confused or we have to wrestle with them. I think she does that very, very well lyrically. And it must be said, this artist uses reverb better. I, I think there's a short list of the greatest reverb <laughs> recordings of all time. It would have to start with Roy Orbison. It would include uh, Mazzy Star, mm-hmm. right? And Angel Olsen. Mm-hmm. Man, her records just have an ambience that is unlike any other. An enthusiastic double by it. What do we have on the show next week, Greg? Next week, Jim, we travel to Seattle, the hometown of the great Mud Honey, for a live performance and interview. Sound Opinions is produced by Brendan Banaszak, Evan Chung, and Alex Claiborne. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So give us a call on our hotline, 888-859-1800. New messages. Hi, Greg and Jim. This is Kip from Philadelphia. I've just caught up on a couple of your recent episodes, and I was uh, caught by the one about uh, Olympic athletes listening to music before they perform and your question about what music people listen to to motivate them. And it reminded me of running the Philadelphia Marathon in 2011. 
in which I was stuck from approximately mile 17 through mile 18 and a half next to a woman with headphones in who apparently had looped the new radicals Get What You Give and was listening to it over and over and over again. And I will say that was one of the best times I've ever run because nothing motivates you like hearing someone singing the same song over and over again who has no sense of melody or tone. Hey, Jim and Greg. Love the show, but I had to call in after your uh, pump-up song episode on the Olympics. I feel like you really bricked a layup to uh, use a sports metaphor. There's so many great songs out there, and you had to go with Brian Eno. I don't know. Um, but the one that always pumps me up, that I've always got to get my blood pumping, is The Roots' uh, Stomp from the Undone album. Yeah, speaking of pieces of a man Staring at a future in the creases of my hand It reads like a final letter I'm leaving for my fan But it's written in language they would never understand And they repent Never deviating from a plan Just a great rock rap song That in the middle has this shout of interlude That we're gonna fight till we can't fight no more And we're gonna lie down and bleed a while And then we're gonna get up and fight some more Love the show, thanks guys Sound Opinions. This is Abby calling from San Francisco. I just wanted to thank you for another incredible show and for totally reading my mind um, because listening to the Courtney Barnett episode a few weeks ago and listening to her talk about her songwriting process, I was thinking, man, I could listen to people talk about songwriting for a whole show or more. I was just eating this last episode up. I listened to it twice in a row. I could listen to Man and Wild talk all day. I could listen to Ryan Tedder talk all day. So thank you so much for reading my mind. This is Justin from Chicago. I was just calling to say that that song you played by Tangerine Dream for the Desert Island Jukebox it reminded me instantly of uh, the soundtrack for a movie called The Human Centipede. Have you seen that film? It's uh, pretty messed up. Not sure if I'd recommend it. But the soundtrack is, you know, in the same realm of a John Carpenter score. Anyway. Don't watch The Human Centipede unless you watch it with your eyes closed for the gnarly accompaniment. <laughs> hey, you guys rock.
no more messages. To share your opinions on Sound Opinions, call 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.